Hey, I'm Raina. And I'm Pete. And you're listening. And you're listening to the Unbusy Podcast. It's the show for self-employed people who want more time. Who want to be time rich. Who want to do meaningful work and be productive. While letting the busy go. Who want to enjoy their work days. And sometimes just go skiing on Wednesday afternoons. Or just take Fridays off. Self-employed people who want to spend their time where it matters. This is the Unbusy Podcast. Raina, how's your day so far? Busy or unbusy? I would say today is a pretty unbusy day, actually. Yeah. Okay. Meaning, had my mastermind, we're doing this. I got a big stretch of open time to do some creative work. Uh, Then I see my coach today. And then I'm catching up with like a a friend for half an hour. And then I'm I'm done for the day. So, yeah. How about you? Busy or unbusy day? Uh, it's been busy, but I didn't realize it until just now. I've actually been working uh, pretty much from the time the wife and kids left this morning. But I haven't felt busy. It's just been kind of wrapping stuff up that maybe I felt more busy yesterday trying to do things. Yeah. But today's been like wrapping stuff up. And so it's actually been fun work. It's been chill. I haven't taken any like breaks really, but I haven't felt the need to. It's been really, really casual, really chill. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Right. Isn't that the key? Like, uh, for it to feel unbusy, like yeah. I have stuff to do today, just like you just said, but it doesn't feel busy. Feels good. Yeah. So I'm glad you mentioned stuff to do today. So part of today's topic at hand, mm. I want to just jump into right away the to do list that never ends. I dun, feel like dun, dun, dun. Or something. Dun, dun. Yeah, I'll put sound <laughs> effects in right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like this is a lesson that I learned maybe a year or two ago. Over time, I don't think there was any specific thing that happened. But over time, I learned that like, as an entrepreneur, as a self-employed individual, the to-do list kind of sort of never ends. Like, I don't think I've ever reached a point where like, oh, well, I just checked off the last thing. Now let's, uh, let's plan out another three months. Let's plan out another couple of days. No, there's always something looming in the background. Even when you finish one project, it's like, oh, more admin work. Or, you know, I just responded to 20 emails, but seven people replied. <laughs> now I have even more things on the list, right? And it wasn't so much like that in corporate America. I mean, maybe technically there were things happening every day and, you know, re- recurring responsibilities or whatever, but it wasn't like this, right? It wasn't like now I'm starting to feel like I'm drowning in the to-do list. And so I wanted to, I wanted to kick off this topic with a, a truth. And that is, I think the to-do list never ends as oh. self-employed, as entrepreneurs, like it just doesn't, it never does. And so I know we are going to come back and talk a little bit about making peace with that. How do we let that truth if we choose to believe it as truth, and I do, mm-hmm. uh, how do we? How are we okay with this, right? Like, how do we actually survive every night knowing that not everything got done, and it's going to continue to grow, and it just never ends? It's a constant flow of things. And yeah. before I transition over to uh, this question that you routinely ask your, your coaching clients, I want to share one uh, one tip I have. <laughs> And by the way, I was on somebody's podcast 
the other day. And there's like two or three times, actually. I think we've spoken about this before too, but literally like two days ago, I was on somebody else's podcast and they were asking me, how are you not a perfectionist? Right? Like, well, it's like the content creators, like podcasters and bloggers, and anybody. And they're like, right. how do you deal with that? Right? How do you deal with not getting something to 100% but publishing anyways? Like, is it just overcoming fear? Did you somehow get enough confidence over the years? Maybe a little bit of those things. But the answer I gave was this. I realized that nobody cared. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> not, maybe yeah. not at all. But nobody, nobody cares about your stuff. In the best way. In the best, In the best way. way. As much as you do. And so I took this to my to-do list, right? I was the only one that cared about my to-do list not being finished and empty and complete. And the, yes, there are still emails to respond to. Those people can kind of wait. It's not as urgent yeah. as I like to like convince myself it is. And quite frankly, uh, for me as a content creator, like publishing consistently right? The, the to-do list never ends. Like always doing a video, always doing a podcast, always doing something for the business. Always got to write an email, a newsletter, et cetera. At some point, I just kind of remembered like people don't care or at least they don't care as much as they think they do. And if I miss a day or I'm a day late or if I put it off or hell, I skip a week or whatever, no one really cares. And in fact, no one really notices. So for me, this has been a large solution, I guess I could say, a large solution to this idea of making peace with the to-do list that never ends. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you, you. yeah, it's like you let go of carrying the weight of the world around it, uh, you know, in addition to the to-do list. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Just you, you're in charge of it. You get yeah. to let it go. So with that being said, and people kind of understand like what we're getting at today there's another piece to this puzzle and that is, well, actually I don't want to spoil it. Let me just like, tease it. <laughs> tease it. Okay. Okay. You told me off there a little while ago, like you end up asking this to just about everybody that you work with. What is the question that I'm teasing right now? Yeah. This is going to be a letdown. Anyways, <laughs> like, I know, I know. I was thinking like, I gotta make this, <laughs> but I mean, People come to me usually because they are feeling like they're juggling too many plates and they just don't know which plate to let go of. That's stressful. Um, and usually the question I always end up coming back to is when they say, this is the thing that I have to do. What's important about that? Yeah. That's it. What's important about this? Like to even go meta, uh, this question that we're asking, what's important about making peace with the never ending to-do list? What's important about that is that then it lets you enjoy your time at night with your kid and making dinner and doing, I don't know, painting watercolor because you've made peace with that. It, it's fine. Um, and that's what's important about figuring this out. Kind of cuts to the heart of what you're trying to get to, of whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, maybe you said this a second ago. I actually had to pop on some headphones so I could hear better. But something you said also off here that I wanted to throw out there is something your your clients might ask, which is, I don't know what to focus on. It feels like everything needs to get done. And yeah. we know that we need to triage. We know that we need to focus, whatever that, I'm putting air quotes up in my head. Uh, yeah. focus. But let's say that somebody comes to you, it's your very first call. And you're like, well, what is your, what is your number one challenge in your business right now? I don't think you would say it like that. You're much more eloquent than Pete is. But 
let's say their their question was like, I'm I just not sure what to focus on. Like I have a lot of things. It feels like everything needs to get done. What's the exact words that you would ask them? My first instinct is, what's important about having your own business? Mm. Oh crap! Now I feel like you're asking me, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. But I mean, for sometimes it's different for all of us. And I think often when we feel like we're drowning in this sea of to do's, it's because we've lost sight of exactly why we're doing this in the first place. Like what's important about it? Uh, why did we leave our corporate job? Uh, why did I decide not to be a nurse anymore? Um, and that's different for all of us. Yeah. How does that help though? You know what I mean? Like if they think mm, that through, yes. what are you, what are you getting at? What's the end result of them thinking that through and coming up with a, here are some of the reasons why I do what I do. How does that, how yeah. does that translate? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. Um, so you can tell I'm so used to being on the end of like, I just ask someone else a question and then they answer it and then I wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you for like summing that up for me. So, um, okay. So if the most important thing to you some people quit their job because there's an income ceiling in a job, right? And so the most important thing is to maximize revenue. Like this is what you wanted when you quit your job is that there's no ceiling with my own business and I am going to build this into a multi-million dollar enterprise. And, you know, that's a noble goal. Um, and if that is the most important thing, then we need to drop all the other stuff that's doing that's not advancing your revenue, Right. And sometimes you got to do some experiments to figure that out. But all these other things that you feel like you should be doing, but they're not, even if that's a long-term strategy, like maybe it's not going to bring revenue in the door tomorrow, but it's building the long-term business yeah. you want. That's where we focus. Um, and then, or maybe it's like the most important thing was I wanted to work while my kids were in school. That's it. So like, I actually have a client right now who that was her big goal and she was working hourly and it was like sometimes it was just breaking up her whole schedule. So we're transitioning her to a day rate only. And it means that she's going to go through a process where she may lose some clients that don't want to work with her that way. She's a home organizer. So instead of working hourly, it's like just going to be like, you hire me for the day. That's my kid's school day. I know that if I have one client, then that day is full and I'm done. <laughs> Simple for her maximizes her schedule. And so we know there's going to be some growing pains, but we're going to get to, she works when her kids are in school and she has clients that want that that way. So that's her, that's what was important to her about it. So it kind of gets to, yeah, dropping the other things that don't further that. Yeah. It's, it's another coffee filter, right? This is the filter. It's a coffee filter. Yes. When you're looking at the never ending to-do list, hashtag trademark, hashtag copyright, unbusy podcast, 2022, <laughs> um, the never ending to-do list, you run things through. Like it's a good thing to yep. have in the back of your head. Why am I doing this? Why do I have my own business? Why do I have my thing? Yep. That's that's yep. a good step. This is I'm sorry, this is slightly off topic, but I actually thought about this when you <laughs> when you asked me how my day was going. It's something I've done the past two days. Not intentionally, I just kind of did it. Eat the frog. Are you aware of this expression? Eat the frog? Oh. I feel actually, you know what I like, thought about am I, is am I getting this wrong? Hang on. I'm pretty sure it's eat the frog. Eat. I don't know. All I thought about was Grogu in The Mandalorian and him oh, eating God. the little frogs. Sorry, Star Wars nerds. You know what I'm oh. talking about. Oh, I do. Uh. Um, no, eat the frog. <laughs> eat the frog. I'm reading now. Eat the frog is a simple method anyone can fall back on at any time with very... Okay, this is a terrible definition. 
That was horrible. I'll just sum it up now. Forget your to-do list. To-doist. To-doist. That's the result I was reading. Y'all suck. Okay, here's how I would define it. Doing the hard thing first. If you know you have something in your day on your agenda that you're really not looking forward to, like this is going to be extra stressful. This is going to take the most time. This is what I'm the least sure about. You know what I mean? Like those things. Do those first. Like get them out of the way. And this, the idea, I'm not arguing for this, but the idea is that mentally this sets you up for a much better rest of your day. I've already gotten the hard part over with. That's done. Now I'm free to be happier and move on to more fun and exciting things. And you approach your day like that. Um, Can't believe you never heard Eat the Frog. I couldn't even define it, but I I, I heard it. Um, do Do you ever do that? I guess is what I'm getting at. You know what? I I think what I think of this as, have you ever heard of like energy management instead of time management? Mm. Like organizing your day that way? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you basically kind of mentally, you look at your calendar and you think of things that uh, are draining, like drain your energy as red. Um, And it doesn't even necessarily mean bad. Like all of us have done things that are exciting or fun or we really care about, but they still leave us like, Oh, okay. That's over. Right. (laughs) So just like reds draining green. If you look at your calendar are things that like fill you up, you're excited, you're energized afterwards and yellow is kind of like neutral. Like, yeah, I can take this or leave it. So what I do sometimes is I try to group like not too many red things together um, or like sandwich a red thing between a green thing. So in other words, something that's going to be really draining, you know, maybe I'll do that when I know I'm about to, I'm going to go for a walk afterwards, which is like re-energizes me. Yeah. So I kind of, I kind of try and move things around, like thinking of them as color coded blocks so that, like- you know, if you, I, I'm not doing a wall of red, which means I'm going to be exhausted at the end of the day. Or if you have to do a wall of red, then you know, you need green at the end of the day. That's the day you that like, I'm not making dinner. You need, yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's, there's going to be margaritas. Yeah. Something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I want to share something that I do. I just thought about this. I don't eat the frog, so to speak. Like I, I never think about this. I'm never, oh, put the hard things right when I wake up in the morning. I don't do that. But when I, <laughs> when I first started in public accounting, it was like 20, 2013, 2012, 2013. Public accounting, if you don't know, are the really busy accountants that do audits and taxes for like corporations and January to like tax day or ish, right? The first couple of months of the year are like 60, 70, 80 hour weeks for public accountants. Not everybody, but a lot of this. And this is what I started at. So right when I started, I was working 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. at the best, right? Sometimes it was even like a little bit later than that, but at least 12 hours a day. And I discovered something I'd never discovered before about myself. And that is this. During nine to five ish, I am like hyper productive and I have energy and I have focus and I have clarity up until like noon or 1 p.m. (laughs) just after lunch, right? And then I get a little bit like, okay, I kind of just want to like do something else, right? (laughs) I'm kind of getting done with this. I'm kind of bored and I don't have any energy to do any of these things on my to-do list, right? None of it. And I knew that going into it. What I didn't really understand is that around like five o'clock, five p.m. to like seven or eight, I was back in the focus mode. I was back into like energy mode. 
and I could get things done and I enjoyed it and it just felt good to work on anything. Yeah. Right. I'd never known this about myself before because up until that point, work was either like delivering pizzas at Papa John in the evenings or like typical nine to five stuff. I'd never had anything from like five to seven, five to eight. And so I promise I'm going somewhere with this. One (laughs) of the things I do now, now that I have like almost complete autonomy over my own schedule, one of the things I do now is I will occasionally save tasks that I'm excited about it could be separate projects like the podcast we're recording is something I'm kind of like into right now, or even something for my, my main business that like, Oh, I'm actually looking forward to that. I'm actually interested in this. Yeah. I will save those tasks for my lull times. Lull L is that a word? L U L L. You know what I mean? When, yeah. when, I, yeah. when I feel like taking a nap at 2 PM <laughs> or 3 PM. Yeah. Instead of taking a nap, well, sometimes I just take a nap, by the way, or I just take breaks. Don't get me wrong. But unbusy. Hashtag unbusy. unbusy. Naps. But <laughs> half the time, I'm like, well, actually, I'm going to go do those things I'm excited about right now. Because those are the only items I have energy for. I can't yeah. do the, the frogs, the, the frog stuff right now. Like, I'm, <laughs> right. I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to quit. If I do any of that right now, I'm going to be exhausted. Like, I'm going to be done. Yeah. But this other thing, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll just spend like 30 minutes to an hour, like, doing this, something I'm excited about. And it's a way to, I hate to like throw out the term productive, but it is a way to be more productive. During my high energy times, if I have things I know I need to do, the frogs, even if I'm not super excited about it, I have so much easier time getting those done in the mornings. Um, And then I can put off some of the more things that I'm excited about until the afternoons. So this isn't quite getting to the unbusy theme, but this is like a productivity hack. And the hack to sum all this up is knowing yourself and knowing where your energy is, when your energy happens, your focus can happen, and when it doesn't, which is equally important. Okay, I'll shut up. Oh, totally. No, I think, I mean, that was a good illustration of managing your energy instead of your time, right? Because if you're just managing your time, you're just sticking things on a schedule arbitrarily that need to get done. Whereas you're actually taking into consideration, when am I going to be my best to do this particular work? Which I think is magical if you can figure out how to leverage that. Yeah. yeah. I like it. So, um, I'm not sure. I'm like 18 minutes in. Oh, it's plenty of time. I got all day. Um, <laughs> so, let me, let me ask you this. ROI. Right? We're, mm, let's go back yeah. to this idea of the to-do list that never ends. One thing we, we kind of already covered or hinted at was this idea of what's, what's important to you in general, like big picture, why are you doing what you're doing? But do you ever, uh, specifically with your clients or with yourself, even for that matter, do you ever go a little bit deeper and more um, tactical, practical, like day-to-day ROI? Like how do you think about this idea of your, your master to-do list and then mm-hmm. ROI, what gets done and what doesn't, how do you, how do you think about this? How do you like turn this over to your, your clients who come at you with, I don't know what to focus on in my business, right? After they've identified yeah. what's important to them. Yeah. I mean, some of this, um, well, I mean, I think what you're asking is like, it's great to have a big vision, uh, 
But then like, you got to lay every freaking stone on that path to get there. And those are like, which individual stones are those going to be? I think is what you're saying. Like, it's great to know off in the distance. Oh, yeah, this is where I'm headed. This is why I'm doing that. But then like, what's the concrete things that you decide, oh, this one's going to get me there. And this one's not. I have two things around that. One is sometimes you don't know. This is the like terrible answer (laughs) that no one wants. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you're okay. Pete and Raina signing off. But I like this is one of those things. Quickly, I just want to normalize that that sometimes you will choose one thing and then you will realize, oh no, this one didn't fit here. Like you know, and then you just you just kind of reevaluate. And I want to like normalize that like that is not a failure. That is not like you are not destined to crash and burn. <laughs> As an entrepreneur, yeah. like we've all done that. We've all just said, oh, this is the thing that's going to help me. Like, let's say, uh, like I'll take me, for example, like building a private client practice, right? Like most of my clients come from referrals, um, which is wonderful because it, it kind of like already vets each of us for the person <laughs> who's a yeah. potential client for me. But it's also kind of like that takes time. And so I've realized like, oh, I need to, I need to do some other, I need to actually spend some time doing some other marketing things, right? So I got to decide what that is and which one is going to make the most sense for the time I have. So last year, as you and I have joked about before, I don't know that we've referenced it on this podcast, but I thought it would be being on other people's podcasts. <laughs> and I put like oh, wait, wait, time wait, 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 energy. Wait. How many podcasts what? did you get on for this goal? Oh my God. Two, two. one person actually no that's okay but that wasn't a great example of i spent six months like pitching and thinking about what my things were that i wanted to talk about on podcasts and then the two that i was on i was like i don't actually think i really love this which is ironic considering i we're doing this now and i'm super excited about it (laughs) but i just realized it wasn't the right thing so it was like oh time to back up and reevaluate and so then I stepped back and asked, started asking myself questions now. And you and I have talked about this as another coffee filter. That was like the, the number two theme to this. Um, I started to think about what's most important to me this year, you know, to get to. And then like, what, like, what are paths I see to that? Um, and that I'm going to enjoy most and are going to be sustainable. And then I'm going to pick one and I'm just going to commit to it, <laughs> which I think that's where sometimes we lose a lot of steam is like, we could, we like, quote unquote, commit to something, but then we're like, Oh, wait, but this over here, Oh, wait, maybe I'll investigate this. And we never get like momentum to figure out if it's actually going to move us forward. Um, So that's usually kind of how I boil it down. Like, what's a good fit? And then let's try this. (laughs) It's a little bit of an experiment, which I don't know. Have you found that to be true too? So Yes and no. First of all, I just want to highlight, let's normalize bad decision-making as entrepreneurs. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. no, I mean it. Like, that's, if you talk, so, if you listen to any, like, you know, entrepreneur, entrepreneurs podcasts, like the, the meta people, right? Like all the big businessy entrepreneur podcasts. This is something you'll hear almost every single episode, which is this idea of failing. And let's let's mm-hmm. normalize failing, not as a bad thing, but as a learning opportunity, you hear it right. all the time, right? I don't feel the, the need to yeah. repeat it because if I listen to this podcast, <laughs> most definitely has listened to those podcasts. Anyways. Yeah. So I, I actually just think that's important. Um, not just failing as in like a big project that failed or even like your your strategy that failed. Like I'm going to get on other people's podcasts, but even like a day-to-day thing. Like now yeah, I didn't spend my time 
very good yesterday. Like those three hours were wasted or yeah. I didn't do this and I feel bad about it. Right. Let's normalize yeah. the fact that we all make those mistakes every single uh, week. Well, I don't even want to say they're mistakes. Sorry. I'm like totally uh, cutting in here. Oh, we're going. Uh, it, we're it's going not a mistake. It's just like, I mean, that's how life is. Life has freaking ebbs and flows. And some days I think you and I have talked about before the days where one of us has boxed the other one and said like, I don't want to do anything today. Like I had this, I don't want to be productive. I don't. And I forget if which one of us it was, but one of us was like, you know, the sooner you just accept that and decide to like go do something else for an hour and accept like, I'm not getting anything done today. I'm not going to work. Who cares? Whatever. Like two hours later, I was like, I got an article idea. I'm back on it. I know. right? (laughs) Whereas you just struggle through it. It sucks the energy out. So I don't know. I think it's like, in our culture, we constantly expect to be on and super productive and like no one does that. The earth doesn't do that to get all like a little bit woo. I'm in Boulder, Colorado, y'all. Um, but there's winter. It doesn't mean that nothing's going on. It's just like it's quieter. There's things happening under the ground and then spring comes and things pop up. This goes back to the idea of making peace with the mm-hmm. never ending to do list with this, yes. this, uh, this feeling of drowning in your work and in your projects and things you've committed to, I think if you can make peace with it, either long-term or short-term, like just today, like I'm going to make peace with not (laughs) working for the rest of the day. I think once you do that, I think happiness is like, this is immediate boost, right? There are long-term benefits Mm -hmm. too, but I think it's an immediate boost of confidence and I'm taking care of myself. I am now caring about my well-being. This is actually something I wrote down in, in our notes, um, this idea of it's like another, another coffee filter of what gets done and what doesn't get done. There's the ROI, the return on investment of goals and vision, like which of these tasks is on vision, so to speak, what, which is actually leading me towards my vision of, I got to make more money or I want to work during the day, like your friend. Right. But there's another coffee filter there still ROI the return on investment, what's the ROI for my well-being? Temporary and long-term. Which of these tasks on my to-do list will should I do to feel better going to sleep so that I can smile when my kids get home from school and not be miserable, right? Um, I think that's, there's two coffee filters. And maybe we, maybe we put them beside each other and not above, <laughs> right? Like, I don't think it's uh, always uh, going to be focusing on your, your health your mental well-being always, because sometimes you just got to do work, right? Sometimes you got to get done right. things done. Yeah, yeah. But the opposite is definitely true as well. That's all I got. Well, and I, isn't that the reason that most of us decide to leave uh, certain corporate cultures or like in my case, hospital culture, is that there's no room for humans um, <laughs> and that long-term well-being. And so if we're not going to create that in our own space, I mean, frankly, sometimes having a W-2 job is actually easier Then we might as well, you know, take that option if we're not going to intentionally create that space for ourselves. Um, yeah. yeah. But it's hard. hard. I think, it hard. I think that's what this is about. It's hard <laughs> and we're all figuring it out. This entire podcast is about hard things. Um, let's, <laughs> Raina, let's wrap up with this because I'm actually curious now and I want to share how I run my own to-do list from a software and analog 
perspective. And then I want to ask you the same. And then we'll, we'll, we'll call oh, it quits okay. for today. Yeah. So my own story with this is over the past 12 months, well, first of all, people are going to know that I'm addicted to like trying different softwares. Well, that's another podcast for another day. But the point is, I have used like seven different to-do list apps, tools, software, productivity, whatever you want to call it. Um, frameworks, right? Like if you just go to YouTube and you type in like productivity framework, first of all, how do you even define that? But you'll get results. Like people will be like, oh, somebody right. wrote a book and it's called the ASS framework for productivity. And you're like, what? What's the ass framework? Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just made that one up, nugget. but there was something like that I saw the other day. Okay. Anyways, the point is, I do not like having to-do list apps that have like disappearing things. Once you're done, you know what I mean? And you you click check. Oh, mm-hmm. I sent that email and then it disappears. I don't like that. And the reason I don't like that is because I never I never cross anything off. There's always something there. Oh, I would rather have Evidence some, of your work. Evidence of my work. Um, actually, just let me skip ahead to what I do now. I do have like a, a little micro task manager in Notion, but I, I rarely ever look at it. It's just things that I don't want to forget about. I'll just kind of throw it in there. And then maybe like every couple of days, I'll like glance at it. It's not like the big rocks, so to speak. It's not the things that make it through my coffee filters of what's important for my vision right. and my yeah. well-being. It's not those things. Those things now live on a sheet of paper. Sometimes it's literally a blank white sheet of paper and no one can see this, but I'm holding up sticky notes right now because that was like the first thing I could grab for this week. And it's just like four or five sticky notes. And here's what I do. If I'm done with something, like let's say I had like create one video on there and I do that, I'll, I'll cross it off. I'll just cross it off. Check it there. It never ends. It's never complete. But here's what I do. Every week on Monday mornings, the first thing I do on Monday mornings, I will grab a new sheet of paper and I will transfer stuff over. Sometimes I transfer stuff over like, I didn't get that done. I'm going to transfer it to this week. Other times I'm like, I didn't get that done and I'm not even going to transfer it over. Just like, <laughs> it's like a back burner, right? Yeah. And this like transition on Monday morning over to the new set of sticky notes, it works really well for me. I add new things. I transfer stuff over and some things I just drop. I don't know why, but that's what works for me. Not that everybody should go try this because that may not work for you. Really quick, Raina, I want to hear like what you've kind of come up with to manage like your day-to-days, if that makes any sense. Yeah, totally. So um, I think you know this already, but I am a full focus planner devotee <laughs> after trying a million planners. Um, the ASS lunch kits. Sure. <laughs> no, lunch kits and planners. My husband was like, you can't buy any more of either one of those, especially after I started working from home. He's like, why would you need another lunch container? Anyway, um, <laughs> But basically, so what I like about it is that it's a quarterly planner and it kind of starts with in the front, you put your big annual goals and then you do your quarter, you break those down into quarterly goals, like what quarterly things are going to get me toward those annual goals. Then you do weekly and then day to day, um, the daily pages are just, here's your three big things that you're going to get done. And then there's a, a list below, very similar to your sticky notes. That's just all the other stuff all the other like little things. Right. Um, and so you focus always on the big three first, like these are the things that are going to move the needle forward on, on my big stuff. And sometimes they're not all business stuff. Sometimes it's like go to yoga class. And so if I put it in the big three, this is the thing that does not get canceled. 
Like even if, um, and then, you know, that stuff at the bottom, uh, on the, on the smaller list, just like you said, um, at the end of the day, how I wrap up my day is I, I transfer the stuff that didn't get done onto the the next day's list at the bottom. Sometimes, like you said, I'm just like, "Mm, I don't actually think this was that important (laughs) and I just lose it. Or sometimes you figure out a way to delegate it, but it's like every, and then Fridays, that's how I wrap up for the weekend. I just transfer the stuff to Monday. Um, And I think it's one of the ways that I'm able to let go of things. And also if I see consistently things that just keep getting moved, I'm like, huh. So I either really don't want to do that thing or it's not that important or, you know, it kind of is almost like a little warning, a built in warning system that uh, something's something's off here. If there's no like active, I'm going to call it the transfer. For me, it's the transfer from these sticky notes to these sticky notes. If that's not like a little process that I happen that happens every Monday, if it's like a never ending thing, like in Todoist or things or notes or any like app like that then it just lives there right and i dread i I, it makes me miserable every time i open my to-do list app i (laughs) see it there but if i have this transfer period it's like a warning sign it's an it's an active reminder to analyze why hasn't this gotten done like what what is that about this right yeah 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 all right so well similar process Similar process. It is similar process, actually. <laughs> I was expecting that. <laughs> yeah, um, I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, what? It's the same thing. Um, all right. Well, let's wrap it up. Thank you, everybody, for listening to yet another episode yes. of the Unbusy Podcast. And uh, yes. we'll catch you in the next one. Cat- catchphrase? Tagline? <laughs> catch- oh, catchphrase? Oh, you don't remember it? We have one yet? You have one. Oh, no. I don't have one. Do you have oh, one? Already? I'm going to change it. If okay. you guys listen to the other ones, it was bye, y'all. <laughs> shout out to greenville texas where i grew up and that's how you leave that's how you say bye but yeah. <laughs> okay but you don't know what you're changing it to so we're just gonna leave the catchphrase empty i i guess so i guess so you yeah think bye y'all okay well, <laughs> next time i promise i'll have one all right all right thank you guys for listening <laughs> bye y'all Hey, Raina, why don't we serve advertisements or sponsors on this podcast? Mm, because we didn't want to do it? Oh, uh, yeah. But isn't there a way for our listeners to show that they enjoyed the Unbusy Podcast? There is. There's actually two ways. Mm, go on. So first, they can head to our website, unbusypodcast.com, and buy us a coffee. There's a little button that'll let them donate any amount of money just to show some love and fuel our caffeine addiction. Oh, yeah. I love caffeine. All right, what else? They can also head to their podcast app of choice, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, yada, 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 and leave us an honest rating and review. I like that. That'll make us super happy to read. Oh, yep. Alrighty then. Thank you so much for listening to the Unbusy Podcast. We hope you took away some nuggets. Thanks for listening, y'all. Till next time. Bye, Bye, y'all.